Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. I mean, it is one of the best pieces of guitar playing ever laid down, for sure, by an absolute master. I agree with you. <laughs> I tell you what it reminds me of. <laughs> oh, people are going to hate me for this. It just reminds me of, like, every time I hear it, it reminds me of, like, Bill and Ted. I mean, I love the solo. It is, it is epic, right? But all I think about it, it's like, it's, it's just like every Bill and Ted sketch, like, concertinaed into yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, welcome to another episode of the Guitar Smarts Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading, hope you're well. This week, Kieran and I decided, because we enjoyed ourselves so much last week when we were talking about the greatest, the most iconic guitar-based song intros that, that we love and that we think are kind of objectively pretty good intros, we thought, let's carry on with that theme and think about guitar solos as well, from each genre as well. So uh, we looked at rock, pop, jazz, country, blues... And, you know, we wanted to kind of come up with a list of, of songs or guitar solos that are, we think are the best up there, or at least our favourites as well as objectively what we th- feel are the best to listen to. And, uh, wow, I really over-explained that. So anyway, this is a list of our favourite guitar solos across different genres. As we did last week as well, um, there's a Spotify playlist that has been made so that you can find all of these different tracks. And uh, Just click the link in the description to the Spotify playlist and enjoy listening to some fantastic music some excellent guitar solos in it as always you can find us and you can communicate with us on our social media pages we're on facebook at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts and we're on instagram as well and you can find us on instagram at guitar underscore smarts now if you want to support the show you can go over to our etsy store you can pick up some guitar smarts merchandise uh, like some hats or maybe some phone cases with the guitar smarts logo on them if you want to support the show but you're not bothered about buying some merch then you'd be very grateful if you buy us a coffee and you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash guitar smarts um, but as always we're just grateful that you come and listen to our show week in week out the last thing that you can do if you want to support the show is to leave us a meeting and a review in your favourite podcast app um, or you can follow some of the links that I've put in the description to um, leave us a rating and a review um, which really helps us to get into the search results um, of people out there who are looking for guitar based podcasts to listen to we're really grateful that you come each week and listen to the show anyway that's enough waffle from me let's get to it So, Kieran, hey. how are you doing, mate? You well? Are you well? We know the answer. Well, you know, you know, you know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got man flu. Yeah, I've got, no. I've got term- oh, terminal man, man flu. Uh, no, I'm all right, buddy. Uh, just got a bit of a cold. <laughs> it seems to be the fashionable thing to do at the moment is have a cold. Now that all the kids have gone back to school and people are coming out of lockdown. Yeah. It's not COVID. I've done my lateral flow test. Uh, that yeah. is clear, uh, but it is a... I hate doing those the, things. <laughs> sticking stuff up your nose. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> it's not. And then at the back of the throat. Oh, I just. Oh. Whoa. I mean, it's making me feel. Yeah, I can't stand it. It's awful. Isn't it? It's not a comfortable experience. It's, it's not a comfortable experience. Those. No, but uh, but no, I haven't got COVID, so our listeners won't have to hear me 
coughing my way through the podcast. But yeah, I'm, um, um, I'm feeling better now. I've had a coffee and I know I've got a chat with mm. you, which, which always, always lifts the spirits, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> ah, good to know. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's, you? Is it been, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been a busy week work wise. Uh-huh. I've been, uh, uh, I've been, do you remember a few weeks back? I said, I'm going to sell everything. <laughs> I'm going to sell everything except my guitars. <laughs> I, I just, I I'm do. still planning on doing that, I but, do but I kind of, I was, I remember thinking that's quite a task to kind of take everything and sell everything. Sure. You know, I'm used, I'm used to, you know, me, my, my, my methodology has always been one in one out kind of yes. thing. You know, if I'm buying a new something, occasionally I'll just buy something and, and not sell some, but I've always had this kind of early Zen attitude to having gear of, you know, having something, you know, there's a purpose that needs filling. I have something for that purpose. If I want a new one, then the thing that was in that slot already yeah. goes out the door kind of thing you know helps yeah. with affordability as well right and can, you know it's kind of a uh, you know it's a it's a win-win situation but this is the first time where i've decided i'm going to get rid of everything absolutely everything are you really going to do it you're still going to accept the guitars yeah but i've been i've been you know there's a couple of things where i've been trying to like get original boxes so i have that victory preamp pedal which i bought um but they didn't have the original packaging it's one of the reasons why i got such a good deal with it but i got in touch with victory and uh, and they sent me a new box for it which is oh, okay. I had to pay for it but cool. dirt cheap only a few quid for a new and so now I'm kind of actually brilliant I can sell it with yeah. proper um, you know original manufacturing yeah. Um, yeah. box and stuff and that that's going to help so I've been trying to prep a few things but it's only it's only this week now that I've been going I've taken everything apart mm-hmm. cleaning everything polishing everything up taking lots of really yeah. good photos of all the pedals and, and everything I've still got a few things to do but I'm hoping by uh, you know some point over this week weekend i'll have everything that i'm selling listed and then from there i'll see how you know i'll see how much of it i said i've kind of made a spreadsheet i've made a spreadsheet wow of what wow, this is serious I, what i what i hope to get for everything yeah. what the kind of value general market value is for things so what i'd i'd like to get based off what i'd like to get what i'm going to okay. list everything for and then also a check sheet for the photos for everything which photos i've taken whether i've cleaned everything once i've taken photos and i'm happy i'm going to pre-package everything ready to ship so i just need to stick post his label on so i've kind of been organizing myself ready wow wow to, to sell you're committed you're committed week. to this you're in there completely you're committed it. exactly is there nothing that. you're gonna miss nothing that you're thinking oh i shouldn't sell that should no, i absolutely nothing uh, that is, isn't that the, that's the bizarre thing there's no i don't feel any hesitation here because here's the thing right my guitar rig sits here at home and never gets touched unless unless i gig it whereas the rig that i'm planning to have this probably going to be a line six helix of some sort ideally the LT because I think that's the biggest bang per buck I could also go for the Stomp XL or something like that but what I'm going to get is going to be something that's going to sound great at a gig and that I can use at home silently that I can use into the computer over USB that I can control over the computer so it can sit under the desk turned on and or on the desk turned on and not be used so I've just got it just gives me so much more than I'm getting rid of so let's see if after all is said and done whether or not I eat my words and, and sell that and start from scratch again. Well, I think it's I think it's bold. I think it's bold and I think it's brave. It, I mean, on paper, it makes perfect sense. And well, more than on paper, anecdotally, from people we speak to who go out with that type of rig now, it would yeah. it would seem to make sense, right? Mm. The bit that worries me is I don't think you've tried this rig out that you're planning on switching over to yet, have you? Nope. So, so you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're about to sell all your beautifully acquired kit to to step boldly into the into the unknown on the I guess educated uh, position that it's going to be what you need. I mean, you're not coming yep. from an uninformed position. Okay. Wow. I'm I'm happy with that risk. It, it helps that you have no kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for affinity or like sentiment. That's what I'm thinking of sentiment for the gear that you're selling, uh, because otherwise that would be a tough choice. But yes. But if you're not if you're not fast, you're like nope. It's time for a big change. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really interested as to how this is going to go. So <laughs> so there's there's some podcast topics in here for sure, right? Around oh, yeah. how you get on with selling the gear. Yes. Because we we've chatted. Before before, haven't we, about the second-hand market for gear and, yeah. you know, the ups and downs of it. And so it'd be good to see, you know, what types of prices you can realise yeah. for, for this stuff, how, what's what's selling quickly. 
That's um, right. Versus what takes a bit more time. So that'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be cool to, to observe. And then the fun bit is going and getting the new stuff. So have you thought that far ahead? Have you thought where you're going to look to try and, are you going to go used for this or are you going to go? Potentially. So it depends on, um, it depends on what's available. Depends on how much I make from selling the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on what decisions I make once I've sold the stuff. Because really, if I'm going to use this exercise as a way of, of, of a, you know, it's going. To, if I use this exercise as a rig for a rig situation, you know, where I need to be yeah. able to sell a rig and then buy a rig that I can gig with, I need to factor in the cost of some kind of powered full range flat response cabinet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So depending on how much I make, that that has to come into play. It's highly likely I'm going to be buying second hand as well um, once I've once I've sold everything, which I'm perfectly fine with. But yeah, it, it just depends how much I make really, and then yeah. how much. I can make that uh, stretch once once I've done everything. But obviously I've got to take into account the fees for selling things. I, part of the reason it's taken me a while is because I've been trying to do some research into, you know, what are the best places for me to sell. And I think it's going to be reverb um, because that gives me a, f- a focused marketplace of other musicians. Yeah. Um, that is uh, where the selling fees tend to be a lot less. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to necessarily take payment over PayPal, which means I don't lose a certain amount to PayPal, so mm-hmm. um, but I like the idea of, it, of of me selling on a marketplace that is specifically for musicians, whereas eBay obviously um, is a large marketplace, but it's not all musicians. And mm. um, and then you've got things like if I do if I do it as an auction stroke, buy it now. I've been researching when's the best time to actually list things so that they end at a time that is you know because you don't want to list something and, and it end at you know two o'clock on a Monday. Yeah, yeah. The theory is 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 like making it end at something like seven o'clock, eight o'clock on a Sunday evening. Yeah, exactly. Or, that. or even Saturday evening is the ideal, really, because that's when people will be not at work. Sat kids at will be home, going to bed, sat at home on the sofa. That's, that's it. it. You've got you've that's got an audience at the time that you know things about to sell. But yeah, I think I, I think I think I'm going to sell on Reverb, and then we'll see once I've sold everything and yeah. paired paired all the selling fees and whatnot, and 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 I know how much I've got. Then I'll go okay. Maybe what I'll do here is I'll go for a Helix LT, and then with the money left over and maybe a little bit extra, I'll get myself something like a little Headrush FR FR cab, and that'll be my rig. Cab can stick in the cool. corner, and I'll put the Helix under the desk for yeah. for, for home use all the time. And then when I'm gigging, yeah. just straight out the door. It makes sense. It honestly makes sense, mate. And as you know, and as you've seen, when I went out previously, albeit with a bigger like cab and everything unnecessarily i must say um but when i went out with the line six thing it was great knowing that i had all of that versatility and once i think i'm and i'm sure like more up-to-date modeling stuff is is the same principle once you've really figured out how to get the best from it and set it up in the right way it's such a you know exciting thing to be able to know that you can dial in all of these tones as you need it and more importantly as you're saying for for the situation so you can use that same rig at home mm-hmm. in a studio on a gig um it's a really liberating thing yeah to, to be able to have all of those options and for, for someone like yourself who's always keen on having like a lightweight easy to transport rig when you do want to take it out of the house it makes it makes perfect sense it really does it really I, does so i mean the, the only reason where i'm kind of talking with some degree of apprehension i guess is this is like the opposite of what we've been brought up to believe or, you know, into, <laughs> yeah. and that, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that because no. the, the, it's the future, right? It's, it's cool. And it is, it's not even the future. It's happening right now. You know, gone are the days. I think we can definitely say gone are the days where people went out gigging, even on the pub and club circuit with like a hundred watt Marshall heads and four by 12 cabs. Yeah. But that used to be quite commonplace like yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. That's, that's what you, that's what people went outward now it's just like ridiculous there's no need um so things go through a fashion and a change but um you know this this fully committed move over to digital effectively which is what it what it is mm. i mean it's it's an interesting one it's an interesting it is one. interesting and i kind of you know i'm of the opinion that nothing nothing i you know i still think nothing sounds better than a really good you know cranked and loud valve amp but mm. you, you know i think guitarists I think we're all guilty of of thinking of ourselves as this 
siloed thing, you know, mm. that, that kind of happens often by itself. And when we think about guitar tone and how we want things to sound, we think about it often by itself and we're guilty of not thinking about really how it fits into the mix of the band you're in or the music that you want to play yeah. within. Yeah. And I think that's where the problem starts when it comes to that kind of purist tone and you know and thinking about who we are you know you and me Karen and our audience you know we're we're not professionals you know we are we've mm. always said mm. we are um you know non-professional guitarists yeah. who gig for our own um you know pleasure and in places where those kind of musicians play you know we're not out there as session That's guys it. we're playing in pubs and clubs and and, we, and maybe weddings and and we enjoy what we do and we do what we do because we enjoy it um yeah and i have never really except for some of the gigs that we've done together when we've had the good engineering and the good sound engineering i've never really had the benefit of having my guitar sound from decent amp being mixed properly into the sound of mm. a band. Mm. So mm. what's the point of having all that? You know, what's the point of going out and buying expensive equipment that is, you know, superlative, that's 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 the best you can get if it's yeah. not going to be represented properly in the context of the music you're playing with a band because you don't have yeah. it mixed correctly. That's why I'm making this choice because what's what is in a Helix, well, it's not just the amp and cab modelling, it's the microphone modeling you can emulate a room sound as well by cha- digitally changing your mic positioning and you can add digital reflections into those cab sims you can upload your yeah. own impulse responses for your own cab simulator and then you can xlr straight yeah. into a desk so what your yeah. sound engineer is now getting is what sounds like a very well recorded guitar amplifier it's not just mm. it's not just mm. like an amp in a room where he's now got to go i've got to yeah. put a good mic in front of it and i've got to eq it it's all done now i've got a good sounding yeah. guitar that can sit well in the mix that's that's the benefit and that's the pain point i've had the most over the previous few gigs i've mm-hmm. done is mm-hmm. yeah a good sounding rig that's been ruined by poor sound engineering uh, to the point where i can't mm-hmm. hear myself mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound good out front anyway so what was the point i might as well have something that i know mm-hmm. cannot fail to sound good as soon as it hits a desk so somebody's actually got to put some effort in to make it sound bad which isn't going to happen so that's that's <laughs> the that's the that's why i'm so confident that it's the right thing for me to do because i don't see myself being in a situation in the future anymore where um i'm going to benefit from having a great sounding you know a fantastic sounding amp i mean you you, you mentioned was it matt lake i heard that fantastic basement yeah but he's going out now with like a strymon iridium yeah, yeah. you know uh, and um, is, yeah. there you go well he well he has well he has both he has both available if i recall i'm, I'm pretty sure he's got a, a beautiful dr z amp I think that was his when I last mm-hmm. uh, saw his rig set up. He's got a monstrous pedal board with some of the most beautiful mm-hmm. pedals that he's kind of uh, acquired, all with a nice switched looping system and everything. But he has the Strymon Iridium as well, which gives him that. And, and that's why I was thinking while you were talking now was, and I was thinking about this during the course of the week as well, is there is there like a halfway house to going to this fully digital Helix route, which would involve and achieve some of the convenience mm-hmm. stuff that you're looking for from a, a smaller, mm-hmm. more compact rig. Like, for example, getting get, having like a, a modest size pedal board with something like the, the Strymon Iridium on it. Or I, I just saw adverts this week. I don't know if it's brand new, but it must be if I'm seeing all the adverts on social media and stuff. I think Boss have just released a cab simulator That's right. uh, preamp yeah, yeah. pedal called the, is it the IR200 or That's something? It. So it's got all the yeah. impulse response cabs in there. And then running that into something like, well, I don't know, just just utilizing that, and, and I guess that's what you had before, right? With your yeah, with the, with the setup much. you were running with, and that you're selling now, you were trying to achieve that through the through the pedal exactly. board, but but it's not got you what, what you wanted. So so now we're going no. fully. And and, and they are, and this is the thing: the helix is the helixes and the fractals and things. They don't, um, they're not, you know, mutually exclusive of those different situations. You know, the helix mm. has got sense and returns for FX loops and for things like that. So if I wanted to in the future, if I, and I got myself a Helix, I could, if I wanted to still have a, a normal amp and I can do the four cable method and I could have the preamp to that amp, mm. you know, selectable from the foot switches and I could go out 
to a PA instead of going back to instead of going back to the amp speaker. I could, you know, go out to the PA and have mm-hmm. cab mm-hmm. simulation. You really can do everything, you know, you want to do with, with mm-hmm. these systems. So if in the future I decide I, I want to have a guitar amp, it can still work with, with that unit. It doesn't have to be something that I either use or don't with a more traditional style setup. It can work with it. And I think that's the best part about it. Cool, man. I'm, I'm really keen to see what this sounds like. And uh, yeah. well, for, yeah. for my own curiosity, because of having used modeling yeah. stuff in the past and um, then, you know, seeing the kind of pinnacle of mm. it uh, with the kind of Kemper stuff where it literally is supposed to just be absolutely incredible. But the Kemper stuff comes with, you know, a hefty price tag and the yeah. need to be a studio yeah. a studio engineer really to kind of fully utilize all the potential behind it so probably at the, the far end of the spectrum for for your jobbing yeah. guitarists like like us so the helix the helix thing i'm really intrigued by i i, I want to know what you yeah, think yeah well there's, uh, there's things i'm intrigued about it as well which are things there's, there's things it can do which you can't do is there's all there's all the stuff that it can do which is to replace you know in a way of thinking is to replace the the way of working that we're used to but there's things it can do that yeah. you can't do so there's this fantastic uh, channel on YouTube um, a guy called John Cordy who is a relatively young guy he's a working mm-hmm. guitarist and he, he's really prolific he posts about two or three videos a day and he's always doing videos on Helix on Fractal stuff on mm. other Line 6 products like the Pod Go which is a really good product as well all kinds of stuff and and he is always posting ideas of what you can do with these modelling things and one of the things he just did recently was this video of setting up a really good clean sound on a line six helix and then you can set up separate audio paths on a helix so you can have like parallel paths so you know you could have a like a guitar amp but you could split your signal before the guitar amp and have your guitar signal going through say like a reverb and then that signal can then join your path after the guitar amp so kind of like you might do in a studio Mm -hmm. you know the same kind of things where you'd have like parallel signal paths in a studio so that you're not putting effects into effects into effects getting muddy but what he put in this parallel path outside of the amp was an acoustic guitar simulator and then mixed it in slightly Mm -hmm. so that he had this clean sound that had Mm -hmm. when you listen to it it sounded like a great clean sound but because it had this kind of zinginess of an acoustic guitar blended in it was just this stunning Mm -hmm. clean sound that just had punch and Mm -hmm. and some of Mm -hmm. brightness but also just body and it just you can't do that any other way really unless you have a guitar Mm -hmm. with a PA system as well as, and you know, some kind of expensive. <laughs> so, so there's things like that, which I'm yeah. looking forward to experimenting and coming up with tones and ideas that you can't do otherwise, unless you have that kind of setup. Mm. But anyway, this is almost another podcast entirely. I mean, we've actually, we've got a different, yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoy it. I enjoyed that. I enjoy Well, because we've, we've kind of exchanged text messages and stuff on this, but we haven't really properly talked through it and now to hear that you're fully oh, yeah. committed you've made a plan you've made a spreadsheet you're, you're going live with, the, with the big Matt uh, Matt Oliver sale <laughs> uh, closing down sale all gear must go <laughs> Really sorry to interrupt this interesting conversation, but if you're enjoying what you're listening to so far, then maybe what you should do is you should subscribe to the Guitar Smarts podcast. You can do that in your favourite podcast app. Go and do that now and then come back to the show. Let's get to it. So anyway, let's 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 get on with uh, what we're talking about this week, which is uh, another fantastic yes. kind of challenge or a list challenge that we set ourselves, just like last <laughs> week's conversation, which was epic. Um, and what we're going for here is, well, why don't you explain? Sure. Sure. So, so we, we had a good we had a good laugh last week chatting through yeah. the the greatest uh, guitar intros of all time. Uh, we vetoed a few things that were too obvious just to make make it a bit more interesting for the audience. We invited you to participate yeah. and play along, and uh, <laughs> and, and we were chatting this week, and uh, we said, "Well, what should we do for the podcast? We've got plenty of ideas lined up for some great episodes." But we thought, "Well, while we're in this vein, why don't we continue with this for a little bit and see and see where it goes, and try and get some audience participation going on on our social media, get some suggestions from from them, because there's nothing like." 
a good, entirely subjective, totally biased list of of things that we think are great for for other people to kind of listen and go, that is absolute nonsense. What are they talking about? It should be this. It should be that. Why didn't this make the list? I mean, that's the reality of it, right? It's, it's uh, these lists and, and, and this week's list to answer your question is uh, the greatest guitar solos of all time. I mean, look, this could be like a 17 hour podcast if we we set our minds to. We could go deep here, couldn't we? We, we could, could go, go really deep. But the, <laughs> the, the 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 kind of fun element of this is, is we've got to force ourselves to make some choices uh, mm. and, and stick to our guns on this. Yeah. It's entirely subjective, which yeah. is a nice euphemism for me saying it's basically wrong. It's just our own opinion. <laughs> but, it is. You know. You're right. It is entirely. <laughs> We're not telling you yeah. you're wrong. We're not saying no. this is it. This is what... No. This yeah. <laughs> This is what I think and what Kieran yeah. thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Today, today, <laughs> basically in, yeah. o- in, o- in October, 2021, <laughs> right this is how yeah. we feel right now. This could all massively change tomorrow, but um, what comes from it, I think is the ability for the audience to kind of make their own mental list as they're going along and, yeah. and hopefully get some sense of satisfaction. If we mention one of the, the songs that's on their list, cause they agree. But more interestingly for me is when we really anger people where they just go, no, that's <laughs> That's complete nonsense. Yeah. So, so tell us, tell us where you think we've got it completely wrong because we'd love, we'd love to know. But also, what I get from these chats with you, mate, is I often get something to go and listen to myself that mm. I haven't heard before. Um, because as much as we know each other really well and have, have chatted about music for years together, there's so much still untapped that I haven't listened to that you kind of open my eyes and ears to. Uh, so, so I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it for that. So, uh, the way we thought we'd do it, and I don't know if we're going to be able to stick to this or not because I found it quite challenging as I was doing it. But I said, well, why don't we come up with what we think is the best guitar solo per genre? And there's so many genres as well. We're not going to get into all the weird and wonderful ones, but we're going to stick to like the traditional kind of obvious rock, metal, blues, etc. kind of genres. We're going to try and name what we think is arguably the best solo <laughs> arguably <laughs> being the key word and maybe some honorable mentions as well um and and let's see where we go let's see how many we we both thought of that were the same because last time we did this list we had very little overlap yeah yeah exactly so I, i'd be surprised if we haven't clashed a little bit more in this maybe oh yeah but yeah. That, maybe that's a good thing who knows yeah um yeah. now one of the things we did with last week's list is i decided that yeah. we make a spotify playlist of it so we'll do yeah. the same with this one as well okay yeah, so we've got brilliant. our iconic guitar smarts intros yeah. uh, playlist which is available you can find that on last week's podcast in the description cool. and in this week's podcast in the description i'll put a link to the spotify playlist playlist nice. for all the songs that we mentioned today and i say all the songs because like you said you just explained we, we've kind of tried to do this on a genre by genre basis right yeah so we're looking at rock metal blues uh-huh. jazz uh-huh. country uh-huh. and pop yeah. yeah okay so and i've got more than one i've got like uh, i've got what i think is my favorite for those yes. for that genre and yeah. some and some you know uh, what do we usually call it you know honorable mentions honorable right? mentions that's it. yeah yeah, yeah. same yeah <laughs> i tried to runners up you know? yeah exactly same i've got the same i tried to limit the numbers but like anything when you get into this you go well i can't not mention this one or that one yeah but, Oh, by the way, just before yeah. we carry on, I just gotta, I just gotta say, I think I've earned the right for, for a few weeks now to to mention his name because I've not said it for quite a while. But you haven't. You've been restrained. I have. I've been very restrained. Right, <laughs> Steve Lukather. Okay, who's that? I, yeah. <laughs> well, he was the guitarist in Toto. Yeah. Still is. Um, I was, I was kind of just listening to some random stuff on Spotify. I was listening to like a yacht rock kind of playlist thing. Yeah, I know the one. It's a good playlist, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there was, and some other stuff came on and I started another radio. Like, if you're on like, Spotify, you can start a radio station based off a song that you like. Yeah. And, um, and I swear every time something came on and I was like, this is really interesting. Never heard of this person. Mm-hmm. Never heard of the song. Never heard of, of what it is, whatever. Um, I'm going to go and look up who's playing on that. And I, and I swear, right, this happened yesterday probably five times with five yeah. different artists that I've never heard of and five different songs from a similar era. Who who was who was the session musician? Who was the who <laughs> were the people in the band? Steve Lukather on guitar. It was yeah. invariably Jeff Picaro on drums. 
Steve yeah. Picaro, and it was sometimes David Hungate on bass, who was the original yeah. Toto bassist, and it was quite often Mike Picaro on bass. Yeah. I just, yeah. Like, it's, literally, every time I've gone, oh, this sounds great, it's been it's literally been Toto as the yeah, session man. isn't it? With a bunch yeah. of other people as well. It's not, you know, it's just it's not just those guys in the studio. I just I just thought I've got to mention it again because, you know, we go on about Steve Luther a little bit on the podcast of Toto, joking, <laughs> but I think their legend is justified. And, uh, but anyway, let's get on with it. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, there is a, a Spotify engineer listening going, my algorithm is the best thing ever. It's just like you've just validated every yeah. late night, every kind of blood, sweat Probably. and tears they poured yeah. into that algorithm. So what you're basically saying is, Matt, is Spotify recognised what you like and found more of it for you, but did it in a way that was like under the radar. That's amazing. No, no. I think I think what you're saying is that <laughs> that's probably more likely, but what I'm claiming is that <laughs> the band members of Toto uh, were never out of the studio for, for well, from that about is also 1979 true. to about 1985. Yeah, and that is also, and that is also true, right? I mean, they were well, the session well, band of session I think, bands. I think both are true. I think they were always in the studio and I think the algorithm is tricking me into thinking that what is true is actually true but anyway <laughs> I don't know could be both it proves that the, the, the radio function in Spotify absolutely does work doesn't it it, does. it really does work kills it it kills it anyway look we're about half an hour into our podcast and we haven't yeah, started man. Let's, do a, let's do a quick fire subjective list yeah. of of, uh, of solos that will either delight you as a listener or enrage yeah. you fantastic and please come and tell us wh- which it does right let's go right, let's uh, start with rock shall we let's start with rock okay we have we're not vetoing any today we're are not we? vetoing any no nah, i've got nah. so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you what i've got for rock i've got four okay which is yep. three honorable mm. mentions mm-hmm. and one favorite one that i think is you know the best first honorable mention yeah. free bird leonard skinnard yeah free bird <laughs> <laughs> As much as we make fun of that song, or people make fun yeah. of it, or people shout it out, you've got to admit, that full-length guitar solo is yeah. epic, okay? It is epic. Second honourable mention for me, Sweet yes. Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses. Nice. Nicely done, sir. Third honourable mention, and this was nearly number one. Yeah. Beat It, Michael oh. Jackson, Eddie Van Halen's solo. Nice. And, and I'm sure nobody's going to be surprised at all that my favourite choice for a rock guitar solo is Rosanna. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the outro solo. I'm just that little yeah. eight bar solo yeah. is the perfect eight bar guitar solo, isn't it? Isn't it? I think you're veering. I think you're veering into soft rock there. But with these, you know, that's why yeah. we we can blend Maybe. some of these genres because otherwise we'd be here all day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, man. What? Yeah, it is. It is just a great solo, and I think the epitome of that is something that you've talked about before, which is something that adds its own melodic contribution to a song, which you know, in its in its best uh, execution mm. you can hum or sing that solo yeah because it is such a great you know memorable piece of of, of composition um that yes. it becomes very much part of the song and you know as a as a covers gigging guitarist or something you would just go well if we're doing that song that solo has got to be replicated note for note it's so yeah. iconic and i think the rosanna one definitely sits in that in that camp for me agreed what have you got dude nice so i got four as well um so, uh, in no particular order for the runners-up, uh, as, as you'll already know, and some of our listeners will know, uh, Dry County, the Bon Jovi oh, yeah. uh, solo. I just, I don't know what it is. Or maybe it was just a part of my youth, that solo. Or maybe it was always... Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is. Yeah. But it doesn't often get talked about um, in the lists of greatest solos of all time. I don't think I've ever seen it feature in a list of greatest solos of all time. But I, I just think it's a brilliant rock guitar solo. So... There you go, Dry County, Bon Jovi, uh, Hendrix. Like, I'm not the biggest Hendrix fan in mm-hmm. the world. I mean, I think he, of course, the guy was a genius and a pioneer and a trailblazer and played a mean guitar. <clears throat> but I don't, I don't sit and listen to a lot of Hendrix stuff if I'm just going to listen to stuff. But I must say, all along the Watchtower, the mm-hmm. solo for that is just oh, such yeah. a great composition of uh, repeating licks and motifs that 
just complement the, the chords so well. And there's the typical Hendrix kind of double stop chord stuff intertwined with like some really, really great licks. Yeah, stuff, yeah. It's, uh, it's a great like, solo. Pick. I mean, there's about three or four solos in that and they are, they are well, all fantastic true. solos. Yeah. I just love that. I, I just love that one. And it's one that I haven't ever sat down to learn in earnest and it's on the list because I just love so many of the licks in that, in that solo. So that's on the to-do list. Then there is for, well, uh, people won't be surprised because I'm such a huge GNR fan. I've actually got Night Train, which is uh, the outro solo on uh, GNR's Night Train. I think is just a great, a great rock solo. And number one for me was, was Sweet Child of Mine. So I went a little bit heavy on the GNR in that one, but uh, anyone that knows me will know that's that's true to form. So yeah, Sweet Child of Mine was on on mine, and Fantastic. I just think it is. I think it just is a really well structured. Oh yeah, solo with a bit of everything in it. Yeah, fantastic. Interesting that we both got Guns N' Roses on uh, honourable mentions for the best rock solo. That says a lot about Slash's ability, though. I think as a guitarist, doesn't it? It does. It does. So what's your uh, what's your number one? Oh no, that was my number one, mate. Oh, that was Sweet sorry, Ch- Sweet Child. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was was my number one. Sorry, oh, idiot. Sorry, what am I talking about? Anyway, <laughs> sorry, did I just fall asleep? No, no. <laughs> Ridiculous of me. Anyway, okay, fantastic. So we've got best rock guitar solos, Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, for me, yeah. Rosanna from me. And and Rosanna from you. Great. Fantastic. Okay, let's move on to the next genre, which is metal. We chose metal for this. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to make a start? Yeah, sure. So I had to have in metal a Dimebag Daryl solo from Pantera because the guy was just just an incredible metal guitarist. But I mean, he was an incredible guitarist full stop. He could, he could play so many different genres, but obviously made his, his, his way into the hall of fame with Pantera and the songs that he did. And I think you've got to be pretty much into your heavy metal music to kind of, uh, Revere Pantera is one of those bands. But for me, yeah, they, they are, they're just a great metal band. And there's a, album Cowboys from Hell which is absolutely superb which uh, that title track in itself has a great solo in it but I chose the track Cemetery Gates off uh, Cemetery Gates off um, off that album um, it's a great it's a great metal solo and and mm. more more importantly honours one of the thing I think one of the greatest metal guitarists that, that ever was Mr. Dimebag Daryl it's a great solo if you, if you, if you don't know it go yeah, and check well, it out I'll check that out and again I'm not a not a huge metal fan but um Obviously, I know of of him and you know and and his legacy, and mm. yeah, I need to check out more of of what he's done. Yeah, sure. he, he he had an interesting legend around him. I mean, as 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 it goes, he was you know one of these virtuosos from a very young age. He used to go around winning all these guitar competitions as a kid, and you know, at a very early age, one of those prodigies that could just blaze on a guitar in loads of different genres, and ended up ended up in that in that metal band. But uh, yeah, mm. just a great player when you break down some of his playing there's some incredible blues uh, motifs in there there's some great rock playing what I, what I like about his guitar playing is you can hear all of the different disciplines and uh, like facility that he has it's not just full out metal shredding sweet picking kind of yeah. shenanigans it's not just like if I mean you know Dragon Force great band I mean, I mean <laughs> Through the Fire and Flames is, is one of the arguably one of the best metal solos it didn't make my list because it's just it just doesn't do anything for me in the same way it doesn't have that emotion behind it plenty of people would disagree but there you go so that is that one uh do you want to go next or do you want me to do all of my metal ones yeah do do all of yours let's do let's uh let's let's do our whole list each time i think okay so uh i don't know if this fits under metal or not but this is where i stuck it and that is For the Love of God by Steve Vai. Oh, fantastic. It's not very metal-y, but it's kind of, I guess, progressive metal. Yeah, you could say that. I think that's fair enough, yeah. Uh, that is a great... I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. is it a solo? It's a fully instrumental piece, yeah. really, isn't it? But I had to have that in there somewhere. It's just... It's just a yeah. great piece of guitar playing. Yeah. Um, so For the Love of God by Steve Vai. And then for me, in the number one spot was The Unforgiven by Metallica off the Black Album. I just think that's a, a really beautifully composed yeah. Uh, yeah. solo. That's a fantastic choice. You like Excellent. that one? Yeah, I do. That's, that's <laughs> brilliant. I And I, I kind of looked at the Black Album as well. I didn't choose one from the Black Album, but 
So yeah, so for my metal choices, I've just I, again, like I said before, and um, I'm not a big metal fan. I never grew mm. listened to a lot of metal, but um, I do like Metallica, and I only have one honourable mention on my metal list, and that is mm-hmm. um, a Metallica song from "And Justice for All," which is one. Um, so the song "One" by Metallica from "And Justice for All" for nice. me is, is a honourable mention because fantastic intro solo, really chilled out at the beginning. It's an epic song that has everything you'd expect from a metal band in, especially around that time when they were just about to, I mean that's the album I think before the Black Album so you, mm-hmm. there's tastes of, of that of that more kind of, you know, epic sounding you know, they're thinking about larger arrangements now and um, and one is, is I think the best song of that album, it's just got a great intro solo which is more kind of a you know, it's a clean sound, it's more of a gentle yeah. thing, whereas the main yeah. solo in the middle is epic as well. Um, yeah but that's not my number one. So my number one guitar solo for metal, and I and I don't think people look at this band as metal, but when they first started, they were touring uh, with metal bands and they were touring mm-hmm. on metal festivals and they were kind of regarded as a metal. But because most of the songs were kind of like, um, a lot of them were in major keys rather than heavy metal, heavy metal sound, heavy metal guitar playing, but a lot of it was kind of happy and in a major key. They didn't re- you don't really remember them as a metal band. Van Halen. And I'm talking about. So my number oh, one yeah. is Eruption by oh. Van <laughs> because I think it's just one of the best guitar pieces ever of any genre, really. Um, from the first album, I mean, imagine listening to yeah. that, um, hearing guitar playing like that. Um, it's by it's full on song. It's just no. a solo. <laughs> You know, it's not even a song with a brilliant oh, guitar I'm going to be really controversial. <laughs> so there, that's that's me. Number one, Eruption it by just Van a solo. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Nice. I don't know. I, I mean, Eruption is, it, I mean, it is one of the best pieces of guitar playing ever laid down, for sure, by an absolute master. I don't know. Uh, I agree with you. It's, it's <laughs> I tell you what it reminds me of. Oh, people are going to hate me for this. It just reminds me of like, every time I hear it, it reminds me of like Bill and Ted. I mean, I love the solo. It is, it is epic, right? But all I think about, it's just like, it's, it's just like every Bill and Ted sketch, like concertina into yeah. one. It's, <laughs> just, you know, when they do that thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what eruption is to me. That's all it is. It's, it's just like, Ted, it's, yeah. it's just Bill and Ted. Uh, except the guy can really play like that. And that's... Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, it was Steve Vai anyway. He was doing all of the Bill and Ted stuff. Was it Steve Vai? People, yeah, I thought I thought it was. Wasn't I it? think you might be right. I think you might be. Seeing, I didn't know if it was some of it was Richie Cotson or if some of it oh, was Paul Gilbert. Actually, there's a question. Oh, let's take let's take that to Are Google. You're going to take Hold it to on. Google. Who played guitar? I'm taking on? it to Google. In true Joe Rogan style, why don't we just just take it to Google right right in the middle of the podcast? So Bill and Ted <laughs> guitar. Uh, right, here we go. What does Google say? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, it doesn't, it's not even telling me. That's disappointing. Uh, oh, yeah, I think it was Steve Vai. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Steve Vai. Cool. Anyway, there we go. Shall we move on to blues? Yes, let's. Right, okay, I'll make a start. So I've got two honourable mentions. Um, yeah. Number one honourable mention is a song called Lay It Down by Matt Schofield. I'm a big Matt Schofield fan. Ooh. I think he's a superb nice. blues guitarist of that kind of, uh, you know, Robin Ford style of, of bluesy. Yeah. He's got a really great kind of in and out playing sensibility. You know, just some really nice, sophisticated blues playing, but still very kind of traditional blues songs and sounds that he does. Um, um, and my favourite solo of his is from an album he did about 10, 12 years ago called Lay It Down. And it's the title track of the album, Lay It Down. Just a superb guitar solo at the end of that, which is just perfect. Build up, you know, just constantly building and building to the end. And I love that solo. He's a great player. He's a He's really superb. great player. His luthier, his luthier lives not not too far from, from where I live. He lives about 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, he, and he Simon, makes these... Uh, what's his name? SVL guitars, isn't That's it? That's it. SVL guitars. SVL guitars. Um, yeah. yeah, we need to tap him up and see if we can get him on the show because he's producing some beautiful, beautiful guitars. And, and basically, whatever he produces, uh, Matt Schofield plays now almost exclusively. So yeah, he's definitely absolutely. churning out some great guitars. I'll, I'll drop him a line. See if we can get him on the show. That'd be great. That would be fantastic. I think he's a he's an incredible luthier. My next uh, um, honourable mention, Lenny by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, nice. Because uh, nice. again, the whole thing is just a fantastic expose 
of guitar yeah. playing in you know in that genre. But my yeah. number one choice for my favorite, and I think this is because you know a lot of it about my childhood, really listening to blues when I first got into guitar. My favorite blues solo is Crossroads Live by Cream. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is Clapton. This is from the Cream Wheels of Fire album. So there mm-hmm. was a live version of Crossroads on that song on the album. Again, two great guitar solos. He does a middle solo and then he kind of does a second solo, which is just absolute fire. It's just a guitar explosion rather than anything. He starts off with this incredible intensity and he maintains that intensity through the entire solo, which I think is about three choruses long, you know, three 12 bars long. So just incredible. Just my favourite blues solo of all time, without a doubt. I'm pleased to see some Clapton on there, mate. I knew there would be somewhere and that's a great choice. Yeah. That's a really great choice. Cool. Love it. I mean, it's a really difficult one, isn't it? Especially for us because we love our blues music. So this is probably one, the one genre where I, I was like, okay, this is going to be really tough to make to make a choice yeah, uh, because there's so many. Um, so I thought I'd, I thought I'd throw in a couple of wild cards for our listening okay. audience as, as well, right? So I'm going to start with my obvious ones, which are, which are uh, Old Love, Clapton. Okay. Um, it's got a bluesy, rocky kind of vibe, but for me, that's one of one of my favourite Clapton solos. Uh, another obvious one, that intro first solo by BB King on The Thriller's Gone is just... It's evergreen, right? You, you, you think you've listened to The Thrill Is Gone enough times in your life, but you listen to that intro solo. Man, that just kills me every time. Absolutely. Uh, I listened to it again this morning just to make sure. And yeah, it's just nuanced. It's just note choice perfect. Yeah. Then my couple of wild cards for people. I know I'm taking a bit of a liberty here. It's just becoming a long list of great blues solos, but there's two more that I want to mention before I get to my number one slide lot and uh this is bringing it a bit more up to date more more kind of recent times mm-hmm. so one is uh, a solo on a song called the great flood by bonamassa mm-hmm. uh obviously bonamassa is an incredible blues guitarist there's you know arguably hundreds of songs of his that you could pick that have gotten great song uh, solos on them but if you listen to the great flood on a really nice hi-fi system or a really decent set of headphones and it's not his normal like 100 mile an hour blistering solo playing it's very deliberate it's very nuanced it's the tone is just you can hear a beautiful les paul through a tweed amp in a really you can it's just reproduce the sound of his rig there just so perfectly Uh, and it's and it's a great it's a great solo for me. It's one I come back to time and time again. Yeah, to test out AV gear, and it's a really great blues solo. Fantastic. And then the other the other one that gives me the guitar face kind of thing is uh, a very new talent. So Chris Buck, who is just a phenomenal guitar player, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, he is. And his uh, his track uh, with Buck and Evans, his band called Slow Train. Yes. The solo on that is just, to me, so expertly crafted in terms of repeating motifs, in terms of taking the listener on that journey of... Uh, starting in one place and then just constantly building them up to this kind of brilliant, you know, crescendo at the end uh, of that solo. It's mm. just uh, every time I listen to that now, I'm just like, how is this solo not being talked about more openly? Mm. It's just, it's just phenomenal. It's, it's an absolute great solo. So Slow Train by Chris Buck uh, and his band Buck and Evans uh, is, is great. And then, so my number one is a, an evergreen track, which is again, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan gets mentioned in our list. So this one for me is Texas Flood by yes. Stevie Ray. It's yes. just, all of his angst, all of his overbends, all of his like yeah. roaring, like f- frustration just fought out on that guitar oh, neck. Yeah. He literally rings out that guitar neck and you can hear it. You can hear it in the in the studio version of that, let alone exactly. any live performance. He yeah. just rings out those bends, which is the epitome of the blues to me, where you can feel somebody's frustration and pain. That's <laughs> such a great choice, man. Yeah, Texas Flood. Wow, got to go and listen to that. If you've never heard that, you've got to go and listen to it. That is an amazing... Like you say, so intense. Such an intense, it's intense. performance, isn't it? It is. Great slow blues. You can't beat 
slow blues for just no. ripping guitar solos, I don't think. Yeah, man. You know? <laughs> it's, di- it's difficult as well. It's an art form, right? Yeah. I mean, to be able to yeah. hit those changes and pick those notes that inflict the intensity that you want. Yeah. I mean, anyone can just like blaze a minor pentatonic over a, over a slow blues and, mm-hmm. and it will sound half decent, but there's that next level of, of, of kind of thoughtful playing, which just makes people just go, Oh, that hits differently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, build it's the build up, isn't it? And then, yeah. you know, the, yeah, yeah absolutely brilliant. Right. Let's move on. Let's move on to jazz, which is a difficult one. Not being a massive jazz fan. Um, I was way out of my depth on this one. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I, me too, I think, but um, I'm happy with what I've chosen. Yeah. Shall I go first? Please. Okay, so I've got a few uh, honourable mentions here. First honourable mention for me is a song called What About Me by Snarky Puppy from the oh, uh, yeah. Like It Here album, 2014. I actually don't know who guitarist who is who did the solo because they obviously they have three guitarists. And I, and I couldn't find, in, or at least not in time for this conversation, couldn't find uh, a credit for who did the guitar solo. So it's either Bob Lanzetti, Mark Letiri, or Chris McQueen who did the guitar mm-hmm. solo on that song. But fantastic, inventive guitar song. Not very mm. traditional jazz, but I, I no. would put them in jazz for, for this conversation. The other uh, honourable mention I had was um, a cover of Isn't She Lovely by Birelli Legreen and Sylvain Luke from the 2000 oh, album Duet. Yeah. Uh, it's two, more like a gypsy jazz thing, like isn't a gypsy it? Jazz Jazz thing, yeah. Those two guys yeah. come from that kind of style of guitar playing, and they do an instrumental cover of "Isn't She Lovely," and uh, and they both take a solo during a verse kind of thing. That's brilliant. And it is just brilliant. Beautiful, two beautiful guitar solos. I love gypsy jazz. I really do. I yeah. need to listen to more gypsy jazz. Really yeah. great. Really great. I mean, like that's like jazz shred, gypsy jazz, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my last honorable mention is a song called Phase Dance by Pat Metheny Group from about 1978. Oh, yeah, Pat Metheny. Great song. Um, probably my favourite of Pat Metheny's. Really nice guitar playing in. Again, a master of playing over changes, as any jazz guitarist should be. Pat Metheny just plays fantastic melody, great melodic development, but brilliant guitar playing as well. Mm. Uh, but my number one choice is a song called Imperial Strut, which is by a band called The Yellow Jackets, and it was when Robin Ford was the guitarist in The Yellow Jackets. So their first album, which I think their first album was called mm-hmm. Imperial Strut, I could be wrong, but that song has a fantastic guitar melody in, uh, and then the solo he takes after they've done the melody a couple of times is just absolute gold. That's my favourite in that kind of genre is Imperial Strut by the Yellow Jackets. Nice, nice, good choices, man. I don't, I'm not familiar with many of those, a couple of them, but 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 not all of those. So I'm excited to go and listen to some of those on our cool. Spotify playlist that we do at, yeah. at the end of this. <laughs> Exactly, That'd be cool, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm a bit out of my depth with jazz. My my extent of my jazz knowledge effectively extends as far as George Benson and, and Wes Montgomery, and that's that's yeah. pretty pretty much it, really. Um, <laughs> some some jazz guitarists would probably argue that those are all you need to know. Well, well, that, that is all I know, so that's good. <laughs> no, I do know a few more, but those are the ones that I probably listen to. Where, yeah. Uh, I mean, I love I love jazz as a, as a genre, but in terms of people's guitar playing, that arrests me and makes me go, "Oh, I wish I knew how to do some of that." Those mm. are the two that I keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was an old next door neighbour of mine that got me into George Benson. Actually, a lovely lady who was in her in her eighties, but really enjoyed her jazz music. And every week yeah. went to a jazz went to a jazz club to listen to live jazz. And she was just a huge, a huge like uh, really glamorous uh, lady. Um, uh, who sadly passed uh, now, but um, I remember one birthday that I had, she knew that I'd just got started getting into vinyl. Okay. And then uh, she was a neighbour and we'd often go around and, and have drinks and stuff. We got on really well with them and we'd have dinner there. And for my birthday that year, she basically brought all her vinyl that she'd amassed over the years. She didn't have a vinyl player herself anymore. Mm. You know, even in her 80s, she'd switched over to CD and, and streaming music and all of that to listen to. She said, I've got all this <laughs> vinyl here that I just haven't listened to in years, but it's all, it's all great stuff. Um, you know, t- take whatever you like. I said, I can't, I can't do that. She was like, no, no, please do. Um, she said, t- take all of it and borrow it. And then anything that you like and want to keep, you can keep because I'd rather it got used rather than not. And so I, so I, so I had some of this stuff from her and the stuff that I ended up keeping 
was basically a load of George Benson stuff because it immediately just, yeah. I was just blown away by his playing. It's absolutely yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. I mean, well known, obviously, for his, he's had a lot of fairly big pop hits. He it? has. Give me the night and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But he's an yeah, incredible guitarist as well, not to be forgotten. Yeah, he does this beautiful stuff where he like kind of does the, uh, the vocal phrasing over the tops of his solos like simultaneously uh, yes. so he's like singing his solo while he's playing it as well yeah. which you know can often sound like really cheesy and cliche yeah. <laughs> a little bit obnoxious it's almost a little bit Anchorman you know yeah. to, to kind of do that isn't it yeah. but when he does it it's not totally Ron Burgundy yeah. it is yeah in, in, in the wrong hands it is completely Ron, Ron Burgundy yeah. but in George Benson's hands it is nothing but like super, super cool. Yeah, uh, so yeah, there's some great tracks where he does that. But anyway, um, I picked one track, which is Weekend in LA. Uh, if you haven't heard it, go and listen to it. No, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's just the epitome for me of brilliant jazz soloing. And uh, yeah, I have to thank my uh, my my friend and neighbour uh, for turning me on to George Benson and and that particular track, which which I love. Fantastic. So that's your only choice for jazz. Yeah, that was it, mate. Well, um, Impressions by uh, Wes Montgomery is also okay, a, great, yes. a, yeah. a great track. That's a kind of probably one of his quintessential tracks as well, which which is which is which is good. So that'll be my other honourable mention. Yeah, fantastic, good stuff. Well, let's move on to country. Do you want to make a st- have you got many choices for country? No, I'm massively out of my depth on this one as well. <laughs> I think what me. this has taught me is I need to step out of my genre comfort zones a little yeah, bit more. Exactly. <laughs> Not everything in life is rock and blues. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so. Basically, anything by Albert Lee, because he's just ridiculous, uh, frankly. Yeah. I did a bit of... Brad Paisley, an incredible player. He's got some great stuff. There is a track by Albert Lee called Country Boy, which I think is just a tour de force of kind of like chicken picking country goodness. It's just phenomenally fast. Yes. Uh, Country playing. I mean, it's not really my my kind of thing that I would listen to a lot, but you can't help but be arrested by how amazing the playing is. So I would say, yeah, just, just anything by Albert Lee and particularly country boy, I think is a great track, Mm -hmm. but my choice, and this is where I might enrage some people I put in, I don't know if I don't think this is country, but for me it is, it kind of sits in that genre. And that's uh, midnight in Harlem by Tedeschi trucks band. I think that's got a country. I think that's got a country enough vibe. Yeah, it has. Do you know what? Yeah, I think you can probably put Americana in the same kind yeah. of area as country. And I think a lot of what to is Americana. It's folk Americana exactly. type stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good shout that I hadn't thought about. Yeah. Wow. What a great song that is. That's just a great song, Midnight in Harlem. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. So those are your choices. That's it. That's all That's all I got. That's all I got. So mine for country, I've got two uh, honourable mentions. One of them is Country Boy, Albert Lee. So that's oh, the only yeah. that's the only the second time I think that we've had a, a, a same mention. Um, when you said yeah. Sweet Child of Mine, I said Sweet Child of Mine earlier on. We've both said yeah, Country yeah. Boy. How bizarre is that? So Country Boy by Albert Lee, fantastic country guitar playing. And then my other honourable mention is a song called Hot Wired by Brent Mason. Brent Mason's not really a big country artist. He's a country session player. Okay. Dare I say it, he's the Steve Lucas of the uh, of the country genre. <laughs> I mean, he's he's on everything. If you've listened to you know anything by Shania Twain or anybody like that, he's yeah. he's often the guitarist on that. He's still an incredibly prolific session guitarist now. He's mm-hmm. actually a really mm-hmm. good follow on Instagram because half the stuff he posts on Instagram is him in sessions playing stuff and oh, recording cool. stuff now. But if you've ever watched an episode of Friends as well, all yeah. those little guitar set things oh, really? in between, a lot of that is Brent Mason that he wrote for friends yeah, yeah. so an incredible country <laughs> guitarist one of one of the best out there uh, but my number one choice for country is from a song by the eagles it's not hotel california but it's from that album and it's a song called try and love again uh, which mm. i think has just got a perfect guitar solo in it um it's nice. not traditionally country sounding you know it's not chicken picking mm-hmm. or 
bends mm-hmm. or slap steel kind of sounding stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very normal guitar solo in a very nice country song. And it's that's my favourite. Cool, man. By far. Oh, that's great. That's a great choice. I didn't think of some of the Eagles stuff, which does go very <laughs> into country stuff, doesn't it? Damn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good choices, man. Okay, we're into the last and final category we of are, pop. Yeah, we're into pop. <laughs> Just pop. What does pop mean? What does that even mean? Yeah, I know. I think we all know what pop is, really. I guess yeah. you know. But yeah, you're right. It can be. I mean, I haven't got anything in my list from the last 20 years, which goes, it makes you wonder <laughs> is it pop anymore if it's not on the radio? But. <laughs> Well, it is on some sort of radio, but it'll probably be on greatest hits of, of, of yeah. you know, the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So shall I start? Yeah, go for it, buddy. Cool, okay. So I've got a few honourable mentions. So number one, yeah. and this is the youngest, most recent song on my list for pop okay. guitar solos, and that's Don't Look Back in Anger by Oasis. Oh, Oh, she's a great guitar. You've got to admit, that is a fantastic guitar Oh, mate. Solo. Oh, yeah. It? Don't get me wrong. I was a huge Oasis fan back in the yeah. day. And yeah, what a great choice. Super. There are so many. Yeah. You know, these aren't flash guitar solos that Noel did. Mm. But, mm. you know, in the same way that they looked to the Beatles for their inspiration in terms mm-hmm. of just creating something that was melodic and part of the song that you could sing along to uh, mm. as a solo, they did that on so many of their tracks. Uh, yeah, he uses some really great soloing techniques. So there's, there's a lot to be learned from that solo, like the call and response, okay. the way the solo solo open. He does yeah. that little da 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 da, and then he does that bit again, but goes to a different place after it, which is classic kind uh-huh. of call and response, you know, melody yeah. building. It's not a, it's a really great guitar solo from somebody who is just not thought of as for their guitar playing at all. Somebody's thought of for his songwriting and for his relationship with his brother. That's basically mm-hmm. what Noel mm-hmm. Gallagher's famous for. Um, yeah. Not for guitar soloing, but that for me is an absolute classic pop guitar solo. Yeah, it is. But it's not it's my favourite. Superb favorite. choice. No. Um, next, <laughs> my next uh, um, honourable mention for brilliant pop guitar solos is the guitar solo Mike Landau did in How Am I Supposed to Live Without You by Michael Bolton. <laughs> I love that solo. It's amazing. <laughs> It's an amazing guitar solo. It's super. It really is. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And th- that is just, I, I love playing that solo. I, don't, I can't say I love the song. It's not a bad song. You have to be in the mood for that song, but. I like that song as well. Fantastic guitar solo. I like the song as well. <laughs> and it kind of, le- because there's a key change as well in that song and the key change happens during the end of the solo. So it's a nice little mm-hmm. kind of, um, kind of lesson in how to work with a modulation in a song. Yeah. My last honourable mention is um, the guitar solo from The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News. Mm-hmm. This is a great pop guitar solo. Um, great song and a really fantastic guitar solo in that as well. But my number one choice is uh, the guitar solo from Dancing on the Ceiling by Lionel Richie. Oh, and who played that guitar solo? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, actually. I, I never, I didn't, I know, I, did didn't check out. I didn't check. I didn't yeah. check who no. did that solo, Kieran. No, no. no. Yeah. don't know. Um, if anyone knows out there. Though, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it was, uh, if it was uh, Steve Luther, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, you think? Yeah. I think yeah. Steve oh, maybe. Maybe. No, it was a super <laughs> guitar solo, though. It's, it's an amazing guitar solo. It um, really is. It really nothing is, Nothing particularly buddy. flash or anything like that, but it's just perfect for the song. And it's a, it's a really cool little melody that, you know, adds something. And I, yeah, just a big fan of it. It's just perfect for me. Mate, I think it's an absolutely fantastic choice. It's it's a really, really good solo. Fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Right. So that's me. That's my list. And, um, that's all your just, choices. That's all my choices. Yeah. So what about, what have your, what are your pop guitar solo choices? Okay. I'm going to blaze through these quite, quite quickly. Cool. Um, so... Uh, I had Rosanna in there. I class that as pop. Okay. Uh, for rather than rock, you went with rock for yeah, that one, but I, did, I, yeah. I put that in pop. It, you know, it, <laughs> it, um, I'm sure we're both right. Uh, Rosanna had to be in there. Honorable mentions. I mean, how is this an honorable mention? But beat it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's Michael Jackson, Eddie Van Halen, incredible solo. Uh, not my favourite guitar solo in a Michael Jackson song, though, which mm-hmm. is actually uh, Give In To Me. 
software slash play persona on that. that Mate, is that epic. is one of my. That's one of yeah. Oh. What, uh, and tone as well. The tone of that. I mean, his his martial tone in that song is just unbelievable. That that is a really that's an well, epic song as well as epic guitar. I mean, there's oh, a couple of fantastic solos in that, isn't there? He does there a is. chilled out solo there is. after the middle bit, and then the yeah. outro solo is just ridiculous. When you listen to that solo, though, I think it's probably. I mean, when you read his autobiography, he just talks quite nonchalantly about the fact that he just kind of went in, did the session and walked out again and that was it. Mm. But if you listen, if you listen to the way in which that solo sits on top of the background chords, which are pretty simple, mm. the melodies that he's come up with and the way in which he kind of harmonies and also does a sort of call and response stuff to Michael Jackson's vocals in it, it's actually really clever and really nuanced. And mm-hmm. some of the phrasing in his solo, it just, you think, how, where did he get that from to fit over that? Yeah. And some of it is intrinsically slashed and some of it is just like he really did listen to what you could do with the space and where it sits with the vocals and everything. Yeah. And, and that's why that solo works. It's not just the speed and the tone, which you're, you're right, are, are phenomenal. It's some of the phrasing in that is just so complementary to where Michael's vocal lines are going that you just go, yeah. wow, that's really nicely done Absolutely, uh, as a piece of session work. But my number one uh, track uh, under pop is uh, Purple Rain. <sighs> Prince. Of course. Yeah. You're absolutely right. That's what it should be. That's the first <laughs> one you've mentioned where I've kind of gone, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just, per- I mean, it's the song, isn't it? It's arguably the best pop song of all time as well. But still, yeah, just that, when that solo comes in with all the angst and those, those bends, you just go, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's absolutely it. Amazing choice, man. That is just ep- epic, isn't it? Just that, but that probably is the most, Probably is the best song of all time as well. You're right. <laughs> there we go. Best solo from the best song of all time. I think we did it, dude. We did it. That's a good we list. We did there. it, buddy. And uh, like we said at the beginning, we're going to make a playlist on Spotify of all these songs of yours and mine. And these are the uh, the best solos from the best genres, in our opinion, today. Today. There we go. Good work, buddy. <laughs> Buddy, i got a dash, but um, yeah. I'll speak to you next week. Fantastic, buddy. <laughs> Have a cracking week. I'll speak to you next week. Have a good one. Cheers, Matt. Take All it easy. Best, mate. Bye. bud. Thanks so much for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. And remember, there is a link to the Spotify playlist that we created for this podcast down in the description. Give that uh, a press and go and follow or like that playlist in Spotify so that you can listen to all those excellent tracks that we've mentioned today. Come and follow us on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. Just need to search Guitar Smarts to find us there. If you want to support the show, you can buy some merch at our Etsy store or you can buy us a coffee uh, at buymeacoffee.com. And the links for that are also in the description as well anyway we really enjoyed this week i hope you enjoyed it enjoyed it too come back next week for more and we'll see you soon take care